0: Hi and welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I'm happy you're joining me today. My podcast is designed to help you fall asleep as I provide you with some tips on getting better sleep, distract you from your own thoughts by rambling about things currently happening in my life and we end every episode with a bedtime story. Take a few deep breaths, relax, enjoy the episode and most importantly, have a good night. Hey there! Welcome to my no more sleepless. Uh, I keep trying to say no more sleepless. Uh, since that's the website. Well, welcome to my no more sleepless podcast. I really hope you're doing well. I hope wherever you are, you are being safe and that you and your family, that everyone's healthy, your loved ones and. Um, If you have some struggles that you're dealing with, I hope at least that uh, hopefully my podcast can help you get some better sleep and uh, hopefully you'll be feeling a little better after a good night's sleep. So the intent of this podcast is for me just to be talking about some sleep tips, uh, about what's going on during my day and then we'll um, read a little story and hopefully by the time I get to that point, you're already fast asleep All right, so it's a Saturday morning here. I'm actually feeling a little sleepy today, so I didn't uh, get to sleep yesterday on time. And I know it's a full-on practice what you preach, but um, yeah, it's just been a little more challenging these days to get to sleep um during my regular bedtime and of course I'm still waking up in the morning uh at the same time I usually do because I have to get to work my son is up and so on and um it's mainly been affected by my husband being right now out of work so he's going to bed later and sleeps later and for some reason I can't uh fall asleep if he's not um, ready to go uh, sleep as well so even if he's laying there and he's reading in his bed or he might be watching something on um, his phone or his uh, iPad or might be reading news or anything what he's doing um, it just keeps me up I don't know if it's just subconsciously the fear of missing out he's not sleeping I want to stay awake or (laughs) whatever it is but um, yes I've been dealing with that now since he's been uh, out of work for a little bit and uh, we're just in bed much later than we usually are and it's been often around an hour or so later than my typical bedtime and um, yeah so when I don't get enough sleep or not the best night's sleep I can feel that in terms of my concentration levels um, in case you didn't know English is not my first language um, German is my first language so I can notice it when i'm struggling finding words that i typically um know and so on so we'll see how this episode goes (laughs) hopefully you'll bear with me as i'll try and work my way through and um yeah, we'll just uh, see how it goes. So um so I didn't sleep as long as I wanted to, but I did get six hours of uninterrupted sleep. So I didn't wake up within six hours and then I woke up, had to use the bathroom and then just had a another one and a half hours or so of some light sleep. Um, so half a year ago, that would have been great. Six hours of uninterrupted sleep would have been uh, probably the best sleep I would have gotten in weeks. So it just shows you how sleep can really affect um, your levels and how you're feeling and everything. So, um, yeah. I'm grateful that I am still consistently getting better sleep than I used to get. And I know once I get back to my typical bedtime and to my normal routines and everything, I'll be um, feeling and sleeping much better. Yeah, so it's a Saturday morning here, so a little sleepy, but I'll still try my best to stay active during the day and get plenty of sunlight And um, in case you're experiencing that where you're struggling a little bit of sleep, I don't want you to get frustrated overnight with a little less sleep. Or if you um, had some nights where you're sleeping better and other times you're not sleeping as well sometimes it's just um you just gotta trust the process and um don't give up and just stay consistent figure out what routines work for you um what habits work best for you and then just try and um stay consistent with that and as i said mindset is very important so don't stress about a night where you didn't get the best sleep or um where you're struggling with um, your sleep or even if you're up at night and you can't sleep and just know that um the more changes you do and the more you do it consistently, um, it will show its effect at some point. So that's why I'm still trying to um, stay pretty active during the day. Um, I'm very grateful it is a Saturday. So even though I'm a little sleepy and I um, didn't get the best night's sleep, I work from Mondays to Fridays. So I don't have to worry about making it through a, a work day right now um, with my sleepy hat. So... Uh, and then, um, as I said, it's just a process. So if you're in a situation like that, just try and, and get back to your routine again. Yeah, and in general, I've just been trying to implement a little more activity in my day in whatever way possible right now. So we are still on stay home orders from North Carolina uh, due to the corona outbreak, we have in 2020 so what that means in North Carolina is that essential businesses are closed Um, not essential there we go non-essential businesses are closed but you can still go out um, for example for physical activity and to walk your dogs and so on so we're trying to be very aware and careful about that so um, the only time we're really leaving the house is if my husband goes and picks up groceries so he's the one who does our grocery shopping right now and he'll get the groceries online so we're very grateful we have the option here we can place our grocery order online and then he'll just have to drive up um they typically come leave the groceries in the car and then he can just um leave right there it's just um no touch point grocery shopping. So we are very grateful we have that option. And then the only other times we are going out is just um, to walk the dog or for some um, physical activity, which is either walking the dogs or most of the time heading out with the bikes. And we are grateful and lucky here that we live in a little neighborhood um, where you can stay apart. We have some sidewalks and we might just cross the street if we see somebody. Um, So we try to avoid like busy parks and so on. And we're not living in a big city where you are a little limited with your options of what you can do outside or not. Yeah, so um, this week what I did pretty much is I was trying to get some exercise in in the morning. So after waking up and going through my regular routine and so on, I would try and get some 15, 20 minutes of exercising in. And that might just depend for you what you want to do. So I do not want to sacrifice any sleep time that I can get in over getting exercise in in the morning. So I'm not that person that will wake up at 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning to get exercise in. So I will still wake up at my regular time. And then it was this week, it was just a 15 minutes, 20 minutes uh, little routine. And if it was just getting my heart going a little bit and then doing some stretches, or I had a morning where was taking the dog for a quick walk in the morning and then did some stretching and so on. So I really just don't want to sacrifice my sleep over getting exercise in, but I did um, just want to get a little more activity in right now with us staying at home. And um, I did find that also very beneficial just to clear my head in the morning and not worry already about work or anything that's coming up, but just... Um, focusing with, you know, whatever exercises I did, just counting my reps or when I was out walking the dog, just trying to focus and be present in that moment, focus on um, uh, just the present moment right now and the walk with the dog and uh, seeing the sun rise and hear the birds chirp and look at the clouds and all that good stuff. So what that meant for me is that um, then I had to cut off somewhere because you can, you can't always do everything that you plan or intend to do. So, for example, when I had my walk, I was just very mindful during the walk or when I was doing my exercises, then I had times where I was skipping on meditating in the morning or I cut down my meditation time to just uh, some 3-5 minutes whereas I like to meditate for some 10-15 minutes. Um, just the same with journaling. I haven't kept up with journaling in the morning, but then I'd rather just journal in the evening and just have a quick summary. and some, So sometimes you just need to see what works for you and then just adjust and um, go with the flow. And um, yeah, if something's not working for you try and see what you can do how you can switch it up to see what works for you so I'd rather get um, some 15-20 minutes of exercise in than getting no exercise at all um so yeah so that's was pretty much my mornings this week and then um we'll typically try and get a little walk with um, our dog and during lunchtime so i'll get some midday sun again a little bit of some activity and some good break from work i am grateful and i have right now the possibility to work from home so i'm very grateful about that um And then it would just be like a quick lunch. And um, with my husband being home right now, he might have already prepared lunch. So I just, um, it's just coming, stepping away from my desk, um, having some lunch with our family, everyone together, and then we'll just go for a 20-minute walk with the dog. But still, just that little break away from work really makes a difference. Um, uh, It's uh, some time to unwind, step away from work and uh, everything that's going on and just have a little nice break and um, yeah what we're we'll trying as well as we might just go with our bikes on a little bike ride so um we can ride in our neighborhood which is a little bit limited but at least we're grateful we have that option and then across from our neighborhood is a little country road that has barely any traffic it's a dead end um so you can drive for 30 minutes uh, 45 minutes and you might have two cars passing you and the cars are very mindful of um, bike riders so they would completely cross over the other street um lane because there's no traffic um and you'll see people walking the dogs on the country road and so on so we are grateful we have that just across from our neighborhood so we don't need to go anywhere and we don't need to go to a busy park or a busy place to ride the bikes and um yeah it's a little nice break during the day to just have um a little bit of some different activities yeah my um i've been trying to exercise with my son at home he's really a homebody, so he could just spend his entire day just in front of his ipad watching all day long so i'm trying to get him a little more engaged so um he's not a huge fan of walking but then when we go out for a walk he'll enjoy it it's just everything is uh, uh, he'll just try and see if he can get out of it well i'm a little tired and my feet legs are hurting and so on he just would love to stay home always but he'll join us for a little walk and he loves riding his bike so we might walk the dog during our lunch break and he'll maybe instead just be on his bike and ride the bike and he loves riding in the neighborhood we have some little hills in the neighborhood so he just loves uh, getting that breeze and uh, riding down the hills or like i said that country road and so on so that's a little way for him to also get some exercise in some daylight and just break up his day a little bit and get him away from his um electronics yeah so it's been a busy week here we've had a busy month um overall and i'm glad we're still busy even with my husband being out of work i'm grateful that i still have work and i have the option to work from home well, yeah so um, busy month in April we've had three birthdays within a week so I had my birthday last so it's my son starting off then my daughter and then it's me so we have three birthdays and one week so we have plenty of uh, cake and celebrations here in a small uh, celebrations in a small frame so it was pretty much just us the family nobody else but then um my husband and i we had our anniversary um this week so that anniversary is 10 days after my birthday so we had our anniversary this wednesday and uh, i took the day off on wednesday and we just spent the day together we had a long walk in the morning so we went for a walk for around um seven miles that's if you're somewhere where you uh, calculating um not in miles that's around 11 kilometers and we went early in the morning so it wasn't very busy or anything we just um took a nice walk around um one of the lakes here that um it's is just beautiful you just out in nature and um We we didn't see much other than some squirrels and a few snakes here and there, some small little baby snakes, luckily. But it's still nice to just um, be able to enjoy some fresh air. And I just enjoy being out in in nature, and it has a very calming effect and so on. So we just um, did that. Other than that, we stayed home. So um, we were just cooking at home, had some quality time with the kids and the family. But I have to say, I really enjoyed having that uh, mid day off during the week so uh, in the past i've tried um, all sorts of different work schedules so of course your regular work schedule here in the u.s is uh, 40 hours a week and a lot of times i just uh, um I'm an all-or-nothing kind of person, so a lot of times the 40 hours a week tend to um, uh, quickly get more hours for me, so I might be working 50 hours a week. I had times where I was working up to 60 hours a week. And, um, yeah, just especially when I'm going through challenging times, whatever um uh, happens during the lifetime and so on it's just a lot to handle so I've had it in the past where I was going uh, from a very challenging job with a startup um, working 40 hours a week and then just uh, needed a break when I was going through um, some challenging life situations um, and started working part-time and then uh, I was working part-time for I think half a year or something it was a position they had newly created and then um they started hiring me full-time but it was just nice to have a little break there and um I had some very flexible work schedules where I could work from home for two days and so, on. so it was a nice arrangement but in the end they had to um cut that position out because of budget cuts and so, on. so that's where I ended up at my current employer and um Quickly again, got in a position where you know, yeah, in a challenging work environment, and uh, I started quickly working more hours than um, is easy to manage, at least for me, with family and um, kids and no immediate family here, and so on. So it, it got a little bit too much for me, and um, I was uh, in a position where I could work a reduced hours um schedule with my employers i was very grateful for that so i reduced my 40 hours to 32 hours a week and was pretty much working half a day on tuesdays and thursdays and um it also had its challenges because you were still i was still working every day um I was very grateful I could take that option at that point, but um, the half a day where I should be working four hours then often turned into actually me working five hours or six hours before I could get out and you're still not really, um, you know, unplugged from work. So I did really enjoy having that that day off on Wednesday and completely... um, yeah, you know i'm in a position where i do not get emails on my phone or anything so i was completely removed from work and i liked it because i had um two days um you know um monday and tuesday that i was working then i had this nice break on um, wednesday and then um working on thursday and friday again so what i was thinking is um with everything that's going on right now we're not expecting any um travel plans for the end of the year we already canceled our um, trip to germany so i'll probably just try and have some vacation days here and there on um on wednesdays just to break it up a little bit and i really um like that this week it seemed to be um working pretty well what i did not mention is uh, with my job right now going through different um schedules and so on I'm back to a full-time schedule and it at times has gotten a little challenging again where it's like ah, oh, it's a little too much and uh, of course I'm already uh, packing on over time and so on but especially uh, during a time where um a lot of people are losing their jobs and their work and so on. I'm I'm not complaining about the work that I have and the workload I'm very grateful that I have work um uh, and uh, I'm grateful that we're still busy and still everything that's going on right now with um, changes and so on. Um, you're still in a position where you don't know uh, what's happening. <laughs> we're just taking every day as it comes. My husband's um, layoff has come pretty unforeseen. Um, they're currently calling it a temporary layoff with the hopes to get him back um, on his contract reinstated again in May. But um, it's still very vague, so... Yeah, thinking of all of you out there that are in similar positions and um, hoping you can manage um, and um, just uh, stay hopeful. And um, yeah, I guess we all can just do the best that we can. Yeah, I was um, when I was thinking about my um, vacation days that, or my we call them earned time off here uh, my my days that I might be taking during the year I might also take some time off in the summer since uh, my son's school they have um, quite a long break in the summer they actually have uh, summer break of 11 weeks Um, and I already had him signed up for summer camp before so I don't know right now what the situation is if I can um, get him out of the summer camps get a refund or what we'll do there but I'll probably um, try and take a few days off during the summer and uh, spend some time with him so yeah, there's a lot to figure out right now on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I know it is similar on your end, and I know there are a lot of people out there right now um, juggling a lot of uh, different things that you didn't expect uh, prior. Like, for example, I was on school. They just announced that um, they are not going back to school through um, the end of the summer break, so he's going to be homeschooled. <laughs> That's been and an adventure <laughs> let's say let's put it that way so um yeah there's just a lot going on but we are very grateful that we are in a position where we can stay home for the most part um where i can work from home and um yeah so we'll just do the best we can as we're hanging in there but um, yeah i think at least in terms of sleep that is a integral part and I always notice it when I'm not getting to sleep, I should be getting that I'm just not um, feeling my best. So that's why I'm hoping at least that uh, this podcast will help you a little bit in that regard. I didn't get too much into some sleep tips today that I normally do. And I'm just blaming it on me being yeah, <laughs> super sleepy today as well. And uh, so I just thought it will just uh, talk a little bit about consistency like I did before just with the example of me not getting the best night's sleep but then just trying to stick to your routine and not get frustrated about that and so on so yeah I I thought I'm gonna title this episode if at first you don't succeed so then we're just gonna keep trying again and don't get frustrated about it and don't get anxious about it and hopefully soon you'll get to a place where you'll be sleeping better and I truly do hope that um, this podcast can be helpful you there I hope you're all cozy tucked into your bed and hopefully have your eyes closed and i just uh, not thinking about everything that's going on in your life right now and just listen to me ramble along here and hopefully that will help you fall asleep um, easier or soon and um, yeah that's pretty much to go for this podcast just to help you fall asleep if um, I do have plenty of sleep tips in general on my blog that you can check out um, and there'll be a link to that in um, my uh, description box and next time we're going to have a little bit more of a structured episode again where I'll be going a little more into some sleep tips again and some, I've, as I said before, I've tried lots of things, plenty of things and I have uh, figured out in the meantime a lot of um Habits uh, that work very well for me and then I have some little gadgets here and there and um, some things that just help me calm down and, and and get some good night's sleep and get to a very peaceful, restful state. So we'll go into that a little bit more um, next time. I did, um, yesterday, I do have a, like a little spiky acupuncture mat Um that I like to lay on for a little bit before I go to sleep. So I was laying on that yesterday and um, it can be a little intense when you first try it out. So you might want to try that with a a loose uh, shirt or something. But I've been um, laying on that for quite some while now on the bare skin and I've used that for years. Goodness. Um, I think I've had mine probably now eight, nine years for quite a while and I use it pretty frequently. Um, at least once a week if not more often um, so things like that you'll see on, on my blog post um, well just uh, show you some of the things gadgets that I use and some supplements that I use and some tips and tricks and uh, you'll see uh, just like my routines and stuff. so just keep checking back there and um, Don't forget to keep checking in here and make sure you'll see if there's any new episodes online um, that will hopefully help you fall asleep. So right now with everything that's going on, uh, everything's very new and I've been wanting to get this podcast up and running for the longest time. But um, yeah, the plan is to have a new episode released every week, to have a weekly schedule and um, hopefully that will help you. And if you're looking for anything beyond that, Um, I can recommend maybe trying out some like sleep hypnosis if you just google um, that um, or you'll find plenty of videos on youtube for sleep hypnosis or some sleep meditation might be helpful or maybe if you uh, have a calming audiobook that you like or something I did find an audiobook this week that I was listening to and um she has a very comic voice so i thought maybe that will work and i can listen to that before i go to sleep but it's just a topic that i'm very interested in uh, it's uh just about um, business and how to um, start up a business and so, on. so i'm i did study international business so i'm very interested in that and of course i would love to grow um, this podcast here as uh, a business so I was more engaged into that whole book than I uh, (laughs) wanted to. So there was no, yeah, let me listen to that a little bit before I fall asleep or anything. Um, So I'll be listening for longer than I uh, I intended to and keep extending my sleep timer and so on. So she has a very nice voice and it is very calming. So there's not a lot of sound effects or anything. It's just her um, reading the book. But um, yeah, I guess I've just been too... uh, engaged in a topic that it won't work for me as uh, sleep aid or anything to fall asleep all right so we are actually reading out of the wonderful wizard of oz by our frank baum um and we have made it to chapter seven now so dorothy is in oz she uh, through a cyclone made it to Oz with her dog Toto and then had um encountered a couple of friends on her journey to the magical wizard of Oz just because she's trying to get back to Kansas and she has met the scarecrow um she has met the tin woodman and the cowardly lion in the last episode so now they are continuing on their journey to great Oz for those readers that are listening regularly know that it chose this book because a lot of people are familiar with at least the storyline even if you haven't read the book so hopefully that will help you fall asleep and you don't feel like you need to follow everything to your teeth to be able to follow the stories in the end the goal is just for you to be all comfortable in your bed tucked in and fall asleep um we might be reading two uh, chapters today. We'll see about that. Um, I'll just see how it goes time-wise, but I just want to make sure by the time I'm done with my episode, you're actually asleep and not just about to (laughs) doze off and then that was it. So we'll see how it goes time-wise, but um, I will let you know in case you fell asleep, of course, in the next episode where we're at. So, all right, so here goes the journey to the Great Oz. They were obliged to camp out that night, on their large tree in the forest, for there were no houses near. The tree made a good thick covering to protect them from the dew, and the tin woodman chopped a great pile of wood with his axe, and Dorothy built a splendid fire that warmed her and made her feel less lonely. She and Toto ate the last of their bread, and now she did not know what they would do for breakfast. ''If you wish,'' said the lion, ''I will go into the forest and kill a deer for you. You can roast by the fire, since your tastes are so peculiar that you prefer cooked food, and then you will have a very good breakfast.'' ''Don't, please don't,'' begged the tin woodman. ''I should certainly weep if you killed a poor deer, and then my jaws would rust again.'' But the lion went away into the forest and found his own supper, and no one ever knew what it was, for he didn't mention it. And the scarecrow found a tree full of nuts and filled Dorothy's basket with them, so that she would not be hungry for a long time. She thought this was very kind and thoughtful of the scarecrow, but she laughed heartily at the awkward way in which the poor creature picked up the nuts. His padded hands were so clumsy, and the nuts were so small, that he dropped almost as many as he put in the basket. But the scarecrow did not mind how long it took him to fill the basket, for it enabled him to keep away from the fire, as he feared a spark might get into his straw and burn him up. So he kept a good distance away from the flames, and only came near to cover Dorothy with dry leaves when she lay down to sleep. These kept her very snug and warm, and she slept soundly until morning. When it was daylight, the girl bathed her face in a little rippling brook, and soon after they all started toward the Emerald City. This was to be an eventful day for the travelers. They had hardly been walking an hour, when they saw before them a great ditch that crossed the road and divided the forest as far as they could see on either side. It was a very wide ditch, and when they crept up to the edge and looked into it, they could see it was also very deep, and there were many big, jagged rocks at the bottom. The sides were so steep that none of them could climb down, and for a moment it seemed that their journey must end. "'What shall we do?' asked Dorothy despairingly. "'I haven't the faintest idea,' said the tin woodman, and the lion shook his shaggy mane and looked thoughtful." But the Scarecrow said, We cannot fly, that is certain. Neither can we climb down into this great ditch. Therefore, if we cannot jump over it, we must stop where we are. I think I could jump over it, said a cowardly lion, after measuring the distance carefully in his mind. Then we all are right, answered the Scarecrow, for you can carry us all over on your back, one at a time. ''Well, I'll try it,'' said the lion. ''Who will go first? ''I will,'' declared the scarecrow. ''For if you found that you could not jump over the gulf, Dorothy would be killed, or the tin woodman badly dented on the rocks below. But if I am on your back, it will not matter so much, for the fall will not hurt me at all.'' ''I am terribly afraid of falling myself,'' said the cowardly lion. ''But I suppose there's nothing to do but try.'' "'So get up on my back and we will make the attempt. "'The scarecrow sat upon the lion's back "'and the big beast walked to the edge of the gulf "'and crouched down. "'Why don't you run and jump?' asked the scarecrow. "'Because that isn't the way we lions do these things,' he replied. "'Then giving a great spring, he shot through the air "'and landed safely on the other side.' They were all greatly pleased to see how easily he did it, and after the scarecrow had got down from his back, the lion sprang across the ditch again. Dorothy thought she would go next, so she took Toto in her arms and climbed on the lion's back, holding tightly to his mane with one hand. The next moment it seemed as if she were flying through the air, and then, before she had time to think about it, she was safe on the other side." The lion went back a third time and got the Tin Woodman, and then they all sat down for a few moments to give the beast a chance to rest for his great leaps had made his breath short, and he panted like a big dog that has been running too long. They found the forest very thick on the side, and it looked dark and gloomy. After the lion had rested, they started along the road of yellow brick, silently wondering, each in his own mind, if ever they would come to the end of the woods and reach the bright sunshine again. To add to their discomfort, they soon heard strange noises in the depths of the forest and the lion whispered to them that it was in this part of the country that the Kalidas lived. What are the Kalidas? asked the girl. They are monstrous beasts with bodies like bears and bears and heads like tigers, replied the lion, and with claws so long and sharp that they could tear me in two as easily as I could kill Toto. I am terribly afraid of the Kalidas. I am not surprised that you are, returned Dorothy. They must be dreadful beasts. The lion was about to reply when suddenly they came to another gulf across the road. But this one was so broad and deep that the lion knew at once he could not leap across it. So they sat down to consider what they should do. And after serious thought, the scarecrow said, Here is a great tree standing close to the ditch. If the tin woodman can chop it down so that it will fall to the other side, we can walk across it easily. This is a first-rate idea. Said the lion, one that would almost suspect you had brains in your head instead of straw. The woodman set to work at once, and so sharp was his axe that the tree was soon chopped nearly through. Then the lion put his strong front legs against the tree and pushed with all his might, and slowly the big tree tipped and fell with a crash across the ditch, with its top branches on the other side. They had just started to cross this queer bridge when a sharp growl made them all look up, and to their horror, they saw running toward them two great beasts with bodies like bears and bears and heads like tigers. They're the Kalidas, said the cowardly lion, beginning to tremble. Quick, cried the scarecrow, let us cross over. So Dorothy went first, holding Toto in her arms. The Tin Woodman followed, and the scarecrow came next. The lion, although he was certainly afraid, turned to face the Kalidas. And then he gave so loud and terrible a roar that Dorothy screamed and the Scarecrow fell over backward while even the fierce beast stopped short and looked at him in surprise. But seeing they were bigger than the line and remembering that there were two of them and only one of him, the Kalidas again rushed forward and the lion crossed over the tree and turned to see that they would what they would do next. Without stopping an instant, the fierce beast also began to cross the tree, and the lion said to Dorothy, ''We are lost, for they will surely tear us to pieces with their sharp claws, but stand close behind me. I will fight them as long as I am alive.'' ''Wait a minute,'' called the scarecrow. ''He had been thinking about what was best to do, be done.'' And now he asked the woodman to chop away the end of the tree that rested on their side of the ditch. The tin woodman began to use his axe at once, and just as the two kalidas were nearly across the tree, fell with a crash into the gulf, carrying the ugly, snarling brutes with it, and both were dashed to pieces on the sharp rocks at the bottom. Well, said the cowardly lion, drawing a long breath of relief. I see we're going to live a little while longer, and I'm glad for it, for it must be a very uncomfortable thing not to be alive. Those creatures frighten me so badly that my heart is beating yet. Ah, said the tin woodman sadly, I wish I had a heart to beat. This adventure made the travelers more anxious than ever to get out of the forest, and they walked so fast that Dorothy became tired and had to ride on the lion's back. To their great joy, the trees became thinner the farther they advanced, and in the afternoon they suddenly came upon a broad river, flowing swiftly just before them. On the other side of the water, they could see the road of yellow brick, running through a beautiful country, with green meadows dotted with bright flowers, and all the road broadered, bordered bordered with trees hanging full of delicious fruits. "'They were greatly pleased to see this delightful country before them. "'How shall we cross the river?' asked Dorothy. "'That is easily done,' replied the scarecrow. "'The tin woodman must build us a raft so we can float to the other side.' "'So the woodman took his axe and began to chop down small trees to make a raft.' And while he was busy at this, the Scarecrow found on the river bank a tree full of fine fruit. This pleased Dorothy, who had eaten nothing but nuts all day, and she made a hearty meal of the ripe fruit. But it takes time to make a raft, even when one is as industrious and untiring as the Tin Woodman, and when night came, the work was not done. So they found a the cozy place under the trees where they slept well until the morning, and Dorothy dreamed of the Emerald City and of the good wizard Oz, who would soon send her back to her own home again. Alright, so this was our chapter 7, and um, we're going to continue with chapter 8, which is called the Deadly Poppy Field. Our little party of travellers awakened the next morning, refreshed and full of hope, and Dorothy breakfasted like a princess of peaches and plums from the trees beside the river. Behind them was the dark forest they had passed safely through, although they had suffered many discouragements, but before them was a lovely sunny country that seemed to be beckon that seemed to beckon them onto Emerald City. To be sure, the broad river now cut them off from this beautiful land, but the raft was nearly done, and after the tin woodman had cut a few more logs and fastened them together with wooden pins, they were ready to start. Dorisy sat down in the middle of the raft and held Toto in her arms. When the cowardly lion stepped upon the raft, it tipped badly, for he was a big and heavy. But the scarecrow and the tin woodman stood upon the other end to steady it, and they had long poles in their hands to push the raft through the water. They got along quite well at first, but when they reached the middle of the river, the swift current swept the raft downstream farther and farther, away from the road of yellow brick, and the water grew so steep that the long poles would not touch the bottom. ''This is bad,'' said the Tin Woodman, ''for if we cannot get to the land, we shall be carried into the country of the Wicked Witch of the West, and she will enchant us and make us her slaves. ''And then I should not get no brains,'' said the Scarecrow, ''and I should not get no carriage,'' said the cowardly lion. ''And I should get no heart,'' said the Tin Woodman. ''And I should never get back to Kansas,'' said Dorothy.'' "'We must certainly get to Emerald City if we can,' the scarecrow continued, and he pushed so hard on his long pole that it stuck fast in the mud at the bottom of the river. Then, before he could pull it out again, or let go, the raft was swept away, and the poor scarecrow was left clinging to the pole in the middle of the river. "'Goodbye!' he called after them, and they were very sorry to leave him. Indeed, the tin woodman began to cry, but fortunately remembered that he might rust and so dried his tears on Dorothy's apron. Of course this was a bad thing for the scarecrow. I'm now worse off than when I first met Dorothy, he thought. Then I was stuck on a pole in a cornfield where I could make believe scare the crows at any rate, but surely there's no use for a scarecrow stuck on a pole in the middle of a river. I am afraid I shall never have any brains after all. Down the stream the raft floated, and the poor scarecrow was left far behind. Then the lion said, Something must be done to save us. I think I can swim to the shore and pull the raft after me, if you will only hold fast to the tip of my tail. So he sprang into the water, and the tin woodman caught fast hold of his tail. Then the lion began to swim with all his might toward the shore. It was hard work, although he was so big, But by and by they were drawn out of the current, and then Dorothy took the tin woodman's long pole and helped push the raft to the land. They were all tired out when they reached the shore at last and stepped off upon the pretty green grass, and they also knew that the stream had carried them a long way past the road of the yellow brick that led to Emerald City. "'What shall we do now?' asked the tin woodman, as the lion lay down on the grass to let the sun dry him. "'We must get back to the road in some way,' said Dorothy.' The best way will be to walk along the river bank until we come to the road again," remarked the Lion. So when they were rested, Dorothy Dorothy picked up her basket, and they started along the grassy bank to the road from which the river had carried them. It was a lovely country, with plenty of flowers and fruit trees and sunshine to cheer them. And they had not felt so sorry for the poor scarecrow they could have been if they had not felt so sorry for the poor scarecrow, they could have been very happy. They walked along as fast as they could, Dorothy only stopping once to pick a beautiful flower and After a time, the tin woodman cried out, "Look!" Then they all looked at the river and saw the scarecrow perched up upon his pole in the middle of the water, looking very lonely and sad. "'What can we do to save him?' asked Dorothy. "'The lion and the woodman both shook their heads, for they did not know. "'So they sat down upon the bank and gazed wistfully at the scarecrow, "'until a stork flew by, who, upon seeing them, "'stopped to rest at the water's edge. "'Who are you, and where are you going?' asked the stork. "'I am Dorothy,' answered the girl, "'and these are my friends, the tin woodman and the cowardly lion, "'and we are going to the Emerald City.' ''This isn't the road,'' said the stork, as she twisted her long neck and looked sharply at the queer party. ''I know it,'' returned Dorothy, ''but we have lost the scarecrow, and are wondering how we shall get him again.'' ''Where is he?'' asked the stork. ''Over there in the river,'' answered the little girl. ''If he wasn't so big and heavy, I would get him for you,'' remarked the stork. ''He isn't heavy a bit.'' "'said Dorothy eagerly, "'for he is stuffed with straw, "'and if you will bring him back to us, "'we shall thank you ever and ever so much.' "'Well, I will try,' said the stork, "'but if I find he is too heavy to carry, "'I shall have to drop him in the river again.' "'So the big bird flew into the air "'and over the water till she came to where the scarecrow "'was perched upon his pole. "'Then the stork, with her great claws, "'grabbed the scarecrow by the arm "'and carried him upon into the air, and back to the bank, where Dorothy and the Lion and the Tin Woodman and Toto were sitting. When the scarecrow found himself among his friends again, he was so happy that he hugged them all, even the lion and Toto. And as they walked along he sang Suda-la-ree-dee-doo, at every step he felt so gay. I was so afraid I should have to stay in the river forever, he said. But the kind stork saved me, and if I ever get any pains, I shall find the stork again, to do her some kindness in return. That's all right, said the stork, who was flying along beside them. I always like to help anyone in trouble, but I must go now, for my babies are waiting in the nest for me. I hope you'll find the Emerald City, and the Oz will help you. Thank you, replied Dorothy, and then the kind stork flew into the air and was soon out of sight. They walked along listening to the singing of the brightly colored birds and looking at the lovely flowers which now became so thick that the ground was carpeted with them. There were big yellow and white and blue and purple blossoms besides great clusters of scarlet poppies, which were so brilliant in color they almost dazzled Dorothy's eyes. "'Aren't they beautiful?' the girl asked, as she breathed breathed in the spicy scent of the bright flowers. "'I suppose so,' answered the scarecrow. "'When I have brains, I shall probably like them better.' If only I had a heart, I should love them," added the Tin Woodman. "I will always, I always did like flowers," said the Lion. "They seem so helpless and frail, but there are none in the forest so bright as these." They now came upon more and more of the big scarlet poppies, and few and few of the other flowers, and soon they found themselves in the midst of a great meadow of poppies. Now it is well known that when there are many of these flowers together, their odor is so powerful that anyone who breathes it falls asleep, and if the sleeper is not carried away from the scent of the flowers, he sleeps on and on forever. But Dorothy did not know this, nor could she get away from the bright red flowers that were everywhere about, so presently her eyes grew heavy, and she felt she must sit down to rest and to sleep. But the tin woodman would not let her do this. "'We must hurry and get her back to the road of the yellow brick before dark,' he said. And the scarecrow agreed with him, so they kept walking until Dorothy could stand no longer. Her eyes closed in spite of herself, and she forgot where she was and fell among the poppies, fast asleep. What shall we do? asked the Tin Woodman. If we leave her here, she will die, said the lion. The smell of the flowers is killing us all. I myself can scarcely keep my eyes open, and the dog is asleep already. It was true. Toto had fallen down beside his little mistress, but the scarecrow and the tin woodman, not being made of flesh, were not troubled by the scent of the flowers. "'Run fast,' said the scarecrow to the lion, "'and get out of this deadly flower bed as soon as you can. We will bring the little girl with us, but if you should fall asleep, you are too big to be carried.' So the lion aroused himself and bounded forward as fast as he could go. In a moment he was out of sight. "'Let us make a chair with our hands and carry her,' said the scarecrow. So they picked up Toto and put the dog in Dorothy's lap, and then they made a chair with their hands for the seat and their arms for the, for the arms, and carried the sleeping girl between them through the flowers.' On and on they walked, and it seemed that the great carpet of the deadly flowers that surrounded them would never end. They followed the bend of the river, and at last came upon their friend the lion, lying fast asleep among the poppies. The flowers had been too strong for the huge beast, and he had given up at last and had fallen only a short distance from the end of the poppy bed, where the sweet grass spread in beautiful green fields before them. ''We can do nothing for him,'' said the tin woodman sadly, ''for he is much too heavy to lift. ''We must leave him here to sleep on forever, and perhaps he will dream that he has found courage at last.'' ''I'm sorry,'' said the scarecrow. ''The lion was a very good comrade for one so cowardly, but let us go on.'' They carried the sleeping girl to a pretty spot beside the river, far enough from the poppy field to prevent her breathing any more of the poison of the flowers. And here they laid her gently on the soft grass and waited for the fresh breeze to waken her. Alright, so this is our end of chapter 8 and we will continue our story in the next episode. I hope you are fast asleep by now. I wish you some very uh, sweet dreams, a good night and hopefully you'll join me again next time. Have a good night.